0: come on kg this is no different than that this is me all right i'm not a fucking athlete this is my fucking way this is how i work
1: hello welcome to bad line call i'm your host so, so. And I'm your other host, Gilly. Since this is our first episode, we thought we would introduce ourselves. We are high school bunnies. Buddies, not bunnies. We could be bunnies, but probably just buddies who played tennis together. For those who don't know, amateur tennis uses the honor system. Your opponent calls balls, you hit out. Michael, do you feel like it was an honest system? Like, do you think you were ever cheated playing tennis? 100% yes. I,
0: I I think I over overcorrected for what was poor vision at the time. Now I wear glasses and I called a lot in. That probably shouldn't have been called in. <laughs> so you think you were you were too honest in retrospect? Well, that I mean that's not honest. That's just being wrong or just being polite. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my it used to drive my parents nuts. To be honest with you, because they'd be like, they were like, "Are you that really looked into you?" I was like, "I thought so." So, so yeah. So it, it, it's an imperfect <laughs> system, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree though. But there I were some bad line calls. Calls there,
1: were there some bad line calls you would say?
0: There were some bad line calls, and uh, and you know what? The funny thing about line calls is here we are years later making bad line calls again in a completely different context. Um, uh, but vision has nothing to do with it, it's just poor judgment, and I don't know, just some type of uh moxie, uh, or, or, or just lack of uh, I don't know, understanding to know when to, to stop and not not ride the, the cardinals train uh or or when to uh, to assume that the train
1: is over so i don't know things like that <laughs> yeah you kind of are referencing uh what we're here to talk about which is we're really bad gamblers like if you're listening to this and like hoping you're gonna get rich you're it's not gonna happen you should put your money in an index fund and uh not not follow us but we're just trying to reflect and, and give some insight into, you know, the bad things that we're doing and what we're trying to learn on this. Uh, I would say this pig headed journey of ours. I think we're pig headed. I think we're, I think we're stubborn. And uh, that's some of our, our moxie. I think that's one of our better characteristics that we share. And we're going to try to be uh, better gamblers together. And we hope you come along for the ride. And so you mentioned something that, that I, I kind of had an error this week. I kept uh kept betting against the Cardinals on their winning streak, which finally ended earlier this week. We're recording this October 3rd. I think it ended like September 27th. But for like three straight days, I was betting against the Cardinals. I was like, it's gonna end. It's gonna end. And uh 14-game winning streak became a 17-game winning streak. And I was out some cash. And so uh yeah, Michael, have have you had a learning experience like that recently?
0: I have, I have. I've had a couple, to be honest with you. I had a mixed a mixed week of college football in particular, and I that's that's the alarming thing about it. There are so many bad calls that I uh, my mind just goes to the most uh, recent ones, which of which there are already many <laughs> in terms of uh being headed I feel like that was fit because uh, my pick of the week was Arkansas to cover a seventeen point spread in which they did not uh, by, by a pretty substantial margin. Um, so that was great. And then uh, old miss, that was a little flyer of a pick granted that was a little through some, there's some pennies on that, but, um, but that didn't work out at all either. Um, so, so yeah, those are probably a couple uh, big pig headed decisions. Um, and you know what? I might have a pig headed decision tonight um, as the Patriots game approaches. So that's, that's fine. We're, we're, that's how you get better. Right. Yeah, that's how you get better.
1: You, you make mistakes and you – yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what we, one of the things I think we learned from that Arkansas game is this: Georgia might be on the same level as Alabama. And, like, the futures markets have actually adjusted. Georgia is actually even money with Alabama to win the national title. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's
0: crazy to me. That doesn't – it kind of doesn't make sense, uh, but it's intriguing. There's, I think there's something to take advantage of there. I just don't know
1: what the play is. I mean, maybe – yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe just Alabama or, or just you take you kind of have a strategy of you take Alabama and Georgia versus the field and just to put some money on both and hope you make some money down the line. I think that I think that's something I might try is just like take them versus the field. And I don't think do you think there's another team in college football that could beat both of those teams, which is what you would probably have to do at this point? For what win we've the- seen, no,
0: I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody yeah. else out there because I don't think Ohio State is what what we've seen them capable of doing in years past, and even Oklahoma. I feel like this was the year that Oklahoma was supposed to be the like legit challenger that had a chance, uh, but not 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 so from what we've seen. Maybe Penn State. Dare I say Cincinnati? I was on Cincinnati last year in terms of just being frisky. I just want them to get invited to the dance, but but realistically, no, they don't have a chance to, to at least win. They,
1: they, I mean, yeah, they would have to win two games. I I think we got Penn State Iowa this weekend. Iowa's ranked three, Penn State's four. That's a big game, and I wonder if Iowa with, with their defense could San squeak two out. And like right now, they're thirty five to one to win the national title. Like I think there might be that's kind of crazy value for a team that just has like not allowed touchdowns in a long time. Like <laughs> I I could see it. I, I'm not advocating you go put like ten bucks on it, but like a dollar. Dollars like seems worthwhile a fly. for Iowa. Like you know, put yeah, a little Snickers bar on Iowa. You know, I like it. I like it. Good little, good little.
0: I, I like yeah. that turb there too. Got a the lingo. The lingo should just always be varying. Just like, yeah, I'll sprinkle a little Snickers on there. Oh, little, <laughs> little Snickers bar. <laughs> you know what? That's that's the thing too. So there are a couple of different ways that you can kind of legitimize. Uh, what, what we do, um, I shouldn't say on a daily basis, but a weekly basis, maybe a few times a week in terms of uh, well, making some beds. Multi weekly basis. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but it, it's it comes down to trying to seek where the value is, or at least what you could justify as value. And then beyond that, too, not rushing to judgments and conclude. Like the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, this is the one of the lessons that I've, I've learned here, just on a similar note is a rushed pick is probably the worst pick that you could make. I put $10 on Michigan to cover a uh, 20 point spread against Rutgers like a week or two ago for no real reason. I don't think I just, I felt like I didn't have enough action. And I was like, ah, I kind of want to be invested. Let me do this. And that's, that's more than a Snickers bar. That's, I I don't even know. What would you call that? That's, that's
1: a beer. That's a legitimate,
0: that's a legitimate beer. Yeah. That's IPA, like the beer in the, the tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that was a stupid decision. It didn't work. Uh, but again, what it came down to was making uh, kind of a, a really rough last-second decision, just because I was uh, kind of uh, hurriedly trying to to beat the clock uh, before the game started at noon or whatever time it was. So, um, but yeah, that's that's another lesson that that I've learned. Is is that something? Are you are you better yeah. than I am in terms of like maybe you're?
1: No, maybe some people can I'm do that. i are not like, better than you. I've been good recently in like, when in doubt, don't bet. Like, just don't, just don't do it. Like if you don't have like a good, like, you know, they say like, if you think you have edge on the line bet and when you don't like last night, I was like sitting around like, Oh, what am I going to do on NFL Sunday? Like I have to do something. And, you know, I like kind of recently invested in Tony Pollard in fantasy football. And I was like, you know what? I think he's going to split the carries with Ezekiel Elliott because that's what they did last week. And I, like, kind of was, like, silly and goofing around. And I was like, you know what? Zeke, 16 and a half, 15 and a half carries. You know, I'm going to bet a prop for that. God, he go, probably goes out and gets 20 carries. You know, and I, like, thought about that for maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. And I was, like, just, like, why, why was I doing that? And, like, so, like, I guess it's, like, when in doubt, don't bet. And don't sort of, you know, just do something for the sake of doing something. Because, like, then you're going to, like, not have as much money when you actually like have an edge and you have like an opportunity and there's like a, a future you want to take advantage of, or just something like that. Like don't tie up your brain curl just for the sake of tying it up. True. And that being said too,
0: don't get suckered into those stupid little promos that we've talked about where, and again, sometimes you can take advantage of a, uh, an odds boost that's widespread. I'm not saying that, but those like specific promos are often traps where it's like, Oh, I get a, I get a hoodie. If I, put $50 on uh, who was it recently? Uh, I, I forget what team it was, but they did It was not. the Browns.
1: There was a Browns. Was the, there was okay. definitely a Browns one. Yeah. But, but the Browns did win today. I think that was a thing, but I know there's a specific company that has been offering you paraphernalia uh, to just bet $50 on something. And, you know, just think about that. Just don't do that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, if you just really want to pay for a sweatshirt, but you know, Anyway, like I think, yeah, like I'm never like any like Tom Brady action tonight, like ahead of, you know, this, this momentous kind of Buccaneers Patriots game. I'm not interested. It's going to be nostalgic. It's a bunch of, you know, betting the narrative. I'm not, I'm not here for that. It just seems like a way for me to waste some money, you know? So, how do you feel, Michael? This was, this was game 162 of the baseball season. It's a momentous baseball day. Really was, yeah. The wild cards are set, and we have the Dodgers and the Cardinals, and we have the Red Sox and Yankees. That is, what? What do you think after a full baseball season? Are you interested in, in betting those games? And what what do you want to do? What are your thoughts here, right off the bat? So first off, I'm terrified in both circumstances.
0: Uh, I think that obviously. This is a full disclosure too. Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan. You're a Yankee fan, so I'm sure uh, each of us have inclinations that are uh, going to go separate ways in terms of the AL wild card. Um, even still, because I, I would just never—I don't know—I struggle to to bet against my team, especially in a must-win game. You just can't do that. That that's that would be unacceptable. It'd be different if it was the middle of July and it's like, oh, Yankees are hot. The, I I think that there's an edge in terms of uh, they're not getting enough respect. I'll bet against the Sox in this case. I don't know, but um, but knowing what we know, so we've got Eovaldi on the bump against Garrett Cole, not not great, not great in terms of uh, as a Red Sox fan and a an uh, in inevitable inevitable uh, Red Sox better. Um, I don't I don't love that. Um, and then for the the other one there in terms of uh, Cardinals Dodgers, I think it, maybe this is silly. I think the Dodgers are just. They're too good. I, I think what the Cardinals did was fun. They had momentum, but that Dodgers roster, even with Kershaw going on the IL and likely out for the rest of the postseason, um, and a couple other bumps along the way, I think that they're just—it's just too deep of a roster, too talented of a roster to, to go out now. They won 106 games for Pete's sake. That's crazy to think. I, I saw something online today in terms of—you should stop on- and appreciate that yeah well i saw as a bad beat like a moment of silence
1: for like 106 games like a wild card you're in the wild card game after 106 games that's unbelievable
0: brutal no someone commented where they're like are you kidding me it's like my my bet on the dodgers to win the nl west is like they won 106 games and that that bet didn't hit because that is imagine being in that scenario where it's like damn like you were you were right they're a great team just uh didn't Expect the uh, the Giants to come out of nowhere, but um, for that one, yeah. So I I might be lame and I might lean towards the Dodgers even though they're heavy favorites. Uh, what is it? Minus 190 is where the line is right now. No, it's
1: my, no, minus 230. Minus the cards 230. are 190 plus 190, and it's minus 230 on Fanduel. Yeah,
0: like that's an over or a under of seven and a half. I probably won't actually take that one to be honest. I'll try to find something a little more creative, maybe. Maybe I would go with the take the points, one and a half runs. That's a little risky, but I don't know. There's something about
1: minus 230 odds that I would just want nothing to do with. See, I, that's part of why I want to take the other side of that bet. And I will take the, I will take at plus 190, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think looking at the stats in this game, Max Scherzer is on the bump for the Dodgers. Um, Adam Wainwright's on the bump for the Cardinals. And neither of these guys have given up anything to the opposing rosters. Like, Trey Turner has beat up Adam Wainwright over the years. That's it. M- M- Max Munting and Corey Seager have had, like, some success. Um, Mac- that said, like, I think Max Scherzer, like, the Cardinals have done nothing historically against Max Scherzer. They're batting 190, all the, Card- the Cardinals roster historically against Max Scherzer. That said, I think, like, the Cardinals have Wainwright, and then they have a good two-three-headed monster coming out of that bullpen. I like Giovanni Gallegos a lot. He can go multi-innings. Alex Reyes is can also go multi-innings. And I think they can really shorten that game. And I'm not in love with the Dodgers bullpen. Like Bruce Gatterall is probably the best guy out of there. Kenley Jansen still scares me every time he's out there at this point. He's not the lockdown guy he was. And so I, I think Scherzer, you know, might get some deep counts in this game. And I think I think there's enough power on the Cardinals roster that i i'm comfortable at plus 190 just taking a flyer i'm not going to take the dodgers at minus 230 that's just a a recipe for disaster so i i think and it's also just that would be baseball right you have like a 90 win a 90-ish win team and the cardinals taking on a goliath and the dodgers at 106 wins and that would be the ultimate baseball thing i'm not you know maybe that's not really logic but that's that's something I'm interested in. I also think the over seven and a half is something I'm, I'm I would take the over in this game. I think wildcard games historically have been pretty high scoring. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's where I'm where I'm situated on this game.
0: Okay, all right. No, I I don't hate that, and I guess you know what I I. I at the core of it, I, I do agree with you in terms of that being the value pick in terms of the Cardinals. That's why I don't really want to touch the Dodgers because it's, yeah, they'll probably win. But like again, I and that's just a, a slippery slope where all of a sudden you're you're betting heavy favorites. That's a, it's not fun. B, it's a good way to lose money.
1: Yeah, a lame yeah, way I to mean, lose money. Right, what then. are you gonna you're gonna lay? Sort of a lame way to lose money. It is. It's it's not. There's just no value there. Like, at minus 230, like, you're giving up a lot of dollars just to make a tiny profit when, like, it's a one-game playoff. Like, eight, like they won 106 games and made the wild card game. So, you can't tell me, like, weird things don't happen in baseball already. They won 106 games. And, you know, probably, like, one of the most historic teams. And they went out and out and Trey trade Turner and Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. That's, you know. They were projected to win like 108 games, and they won 106. They're they're an incredible baseball team. And it's gonna be sad if they lose. So, Michael, let's talk about that game that's already looming on our minds Tuesday night.
0: Red Sox Yankees.
1: How? What's your confidence level, realistically, as a Yankee fan? Um, did you want this higher than I thought it would? I wanted it in Fenway Park if it was going to happen. Because I think the Yankees – yes, because the Yankees are, are like, as we saw last weekend with Gene Carlos Stanton just golfing balls over the monster. I hope you – you know, hope that's still imprinted in your memories, maybe your nightmares. It is. Uh, Unfortunately. The, like, the righty bats, like, Glaber Torres can hit a ball out of Fenway Park. I'm not positive Glaber Torres can hit a ball out of Yankee Stadium, to be honest. And he's the Yankees' new leadoff hitter with D.J. LeMahieu on the injured list. And I also think a lot more balls for the Red Sox die out in right field in Fenway Park than they will in Yankee Stadium. And so if if this were coming into the stadium, and I know like home field advantage and everything, I'm, I'm going anti-Orthodox with that. I think this were Yankee Stadium, like I'm worried about J.D. Martinez going oppo in the short porch and Rod Field Divers just pulling a 380-foot fly ball because he can do that once a game. And that's – so I, I'm pretty confident going into Fenway Park, which is really counterintuitive, but but that's where I'm at.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, Cole's been pretty good against the Sox this year overall. That's another aspect of it where um, I think he had that one really rough outing back in June, I want to say. In Might've June. Been yeah, in June. Yeah, it was June. But no, since it then, he, he really has kind of done uh, a, a bit better. Um, one, another game in July. Actually, he wasn't he great did, last but... Friday. Yeah, but he got the job done, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't be upset if he goes six, allows three earned. And I don't know. Obviously, yeah, if walks, he gets it's a
1: quality great. start. Yeah. yeah, No, if yeah, he can no. give you that. If Gary Cole gets out of there with a, a quality start. You should be confident. You should be able to get four runs on the Red Sox, though. Nathan Evaldi, he's tough against the Yankees. He's been tough historically besides Back last Friday game. night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that same game, he got he got kind of he had some bad luck in there a little bit, but then the Yankees kind of beat him out, beat him around the yard early, and so, but he's been so good historically in the postseason for the Red Sox. I right. mean that that's really the thing, is it's a different level and it's going to be at home. He he had a start I think early in June I think the day before Cole started and got smushed against the Yankees where he went like seven and two thirds against the Yanks at home and just carved them up so that that was before they traded for Gallo and Rizzo and they're like sort of a different offense that's getting those guys um truly like they scored many more runs a game over the last 60 games than they did for the first half of the year first 100 games of the year but the, I mean how confident are you in that bullpen after after Evaldi? what what is your confidence level is it panic level yeah, I mean it's not great lately. I think
0: it's it's just it's so it's a moving um, scale of, of comfortability with guys like Brazier. Barnes has not been the same since he kind of got COVID, and he still scares me. Um, it's like Otto, you know, Otto Vino kind of bothers me. I'll be honest with you, I don't. I feel like I I don't know. I wanted to like him because that was a great value trade, but he's got he's a guy I do not have faith in. And actually, even uh, against the Nats, he he couldn't get it done either. Um, Austin Davis though, low key, a nice little bullpen piece. That's heating up at the right time here. Um, as bizarre as that sounds. Um, so yeah, I, I feel okay about the bullpen, but not great. Like I, if we don't, if you can't get through six innings, I am very concerned. And I'd be, you know what I mean? I, it gets messy real quick, unless all of a sudden we're in, um, do or die mode where uh, I'm trying to think of who would be. Uh, Potentially ready for that. I mean, is Chris Sale
1: is is Chris Sale available? Chris Sale available on on a day's rest here for 35 pitches, 40 pitches. I I would say no, right? Realistically, right? Like I
0: I don't know the circumstances that would have to go down for that to be a realistic uh, option. Um, But uh, but no, that's that's an interesting thought, I suppose. Um, I think I don't know. Eduardo Rodriguez is probably off the table. Tanner Houck, I guess, would be the only he'd be an option that would be intriguing at least um, if they do need maybe um, more than one inning to get Ian up. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, in terms of Ivaldi, though, one thing I will say, which you kind of alluded to, he he's had six starts against the Yankees this year. That last one is the really rough one where he only went two and two thirds, got banged up for seven hits, seven earned, um, no strikeouts and two walks. Um, other his other five starts were objectively, very good, if not great, against the Yankees. So, um, I, I think you kind of have to at least lean towards the uh, uh, the mean there of, of what the expectations are, and not just go with the most recent one. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, what about Cole though, in terms of your confidence um, in him going against the Sox, the hot Sox offense, the
1: hot Sox offense? Um, I'm a little nervous. Uh, he didn't. He was not great in his last start against the against the Jays. To be quite honest with you, he kind of got hit around the yard. Um, post-sticky stuff as a as a Yankee fan, you got to be objective about this. Post sticky stuff, that fastball command has not been the same. And so we just get smacked a lot more often. They're just some more off nights. And the Red Sox have seen him a bunch this year, and they're familiar with them. Devers hits them pretty well. Uh, I, I really worry about Devers pulling pulling the ball against them. I think JD can really handle the ball out over the plate against them. And, and, and Schwarber too, you know, Schwarber is a guy that is there to worry about. And I think that Red Sox lineup is a little long. And if he, if he doesn't have command of the slider or another breaking pitch, he's going to be in trouble. And so like early, you know, if you're watching this game and trying to live bet baseball, which is kind of bananas to be honest with you, but like if Garrett Cole is missing a lot of breaking pitches away um, and just not getting anyone to bite on them, it might be good time to live bet the Sox because that means he's gonna waste pitches and the Yankees is good. But at some point, if you if if the Yankees are today, the Yankees went out and asked six innings of their bullpen in game 162 and got it. I'd be very skeptical if they could get four innings, five innings against the Sox without giving up a run. I think they can get nine outs max holding the line. I think it becomes very tough against that Sox lineup. So that's just Sox 102. I, that's where I would go, but I'm not going to bet against my team in the Wild Card game. That's just kind of messed up and you can't really do that. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be a heck of a game. And are we happy that this happened as fans just as an aside? Like, yeah, I think, it's robbery, we want, are we happy? Right. I, I think so. Especially knowing what we, the, the
0: possible outcomes were. It's not like that. Either of us had a real chance of the division um, within the last few weeks if not month of the season. So it's like this is kind of the yeah, ideal less, 45 situation. days. Yeah. Yeah. So um but no, I I I'm excited about it. I actually, you know what too? Um uh, I one thing that I kind of wonder, what would be your confidence level in the Yankees if the Red Sox dare to wear their yellow jerseys?
1: How do you feel about that? So um, question for as you. Bronx in the dugout. <laughs> I'm good. I hope I hope the turtle that they've adopted is in the dugout and Brett Gardner doesn't like hit it in a furtive of rage, but you know, is <laughs> such
0: a weird sport. Like what, what other sport could that type of stuff happen? It's just like, just go with it. It's like, it's
1: absurd. I love it. And that's, and that's like the beauty of it, right? Like it's so, it, they're so idiosyncratic and they're so silly and goofy because they're literally just playing every day for 162, 180 straight days. And like after like it came down to today that was that was the cool thing about this is that it came down for both the Yankees and the Sox today and like for a second there like both could have like had to play 163 against other teams and that was that was pretty wild and now it's the wild card game and so it's baseball that's baseball that's baseball baby
0: no I'm I'm with you I'm uh I'm very very excited for that so
1: any any little
0: props that you're looking out for in terms of you mentioned a couple guys that, and again, actually, as we're talking here, um, it, DraftKings just brought up the uh, Yankee Sox um, pretty pretty on par with what we're looking at for FanDuel, so nothing crazy. But any player props that you're, you're eyeing um, in terms of, I, I guess, home runs would be the, the main thing, because it's, it's tough to predict what the strikeout over-under would be or anything like that.
1: Yeah, one, one guy I would look at is just because he's hitting the ball well is Gleber Torres um, for the Yanks. I think that the home run prop there is going to be a lot of value. It's going to be probably at least, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 500, it starts at 500 plus 500, and it could even be plus 600. And so that's a short, you know, left field. He's a pull hitter when he hits home runs. He only had nine all year. So that could be a guy that could get a sneaky home run for the Yankees, and you're not gonna be paying for, you know, the judge, you know, Judge and Stan, particularly Stanton after his recent performance um in Fenway Park, that home run prep might not have a lot of value. Doesn't mean it's not a terrible idea. Uh, you know, maybe this is another example of the gambler's fallacy, but Joey Gallo hasn't hit one in a while. And Joey Gallo typically does not go very long. You know, maybe he goes a week, 10 days without hitting a home run but that that's a guy I look at. I'm I would stay away from a Garrett Cole strikeout prop unless it was very high and opened up at maybe six and a half and taking the under. I uh, just, that's not a, I don't see Garrett Cole getting a lot of punch outs. I think he might have to grind. Like we talked about it. I think we're kind of expecting that kind of like grind six innings, three and run, run sort of start. What about you? What, what about on the socks? Do you think? No, that that's fair in terms of what
0: I kind of attempted tempted to do the same in terms of Cole um, for a possible strikeout prop. Granted, I, I feel like wildcard games a little bit uh, of a unique situation where maybe it's not going to be listed or it's going to be super low, just knowing that uh, a guy could get pulled quite early. So, you know what I mean? Right so, away.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, I think the over is another thing I'm probably eyeing as well. Um, realistically. I, I, I think nine runs is a lot. However, with how your Yankees are hitting, as you mentioned at Fenway in particular, I I think that (laughs) terrifyingly. So I think there's, there are going to be some, some balls that fly, um, hopefully on both sides, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's something that I would probably lean towards and maybe make as a play, uh, in isolation to, to any other type of action, any other biased action, taking the, the Red Sox money line or anything like that. But, um, but no, it's it, it should be interesting though. I, I I just love the do or die mentality, and I'm so glad that they're on back to back nights as well, so we can give our full attention on on Tuesday and Wednesday of, of this uh, coming week here um, on those games. And maybe live bet it. I I, I mentioned that I think- to you, being at a game and trying to live bet pitches pitch outcomes, and that was talk about mistakes. That was just like the stupidest, but like <laughs> like fun in the moment. But it was like tough to do like dollar bets of pitch outcomes in terms of a uh, uh, strike or foul tip ball um, or put in play that those are the three outcomes. I was just ripping it, trying to just do dollar dollar. I couldn't get it on half of them physically at the game. There's no, like it was incredible to think all of a sudden um, I'm trying to think of who it was that was pitching at that moment. It might've been, um, oh. Oh, it was a, it was a pirate's pitcher of some sort, but anyway, I guess his windup was too quick because I was struggling. And then all of a sudden I started losing money. Um, the first couple hit, maybe I know what I'm doing here. And then it was such a crap shoot, but yeah. there are other opportunities in terms of, of live baseball betting is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, don't do the, the live uh, pitch outcomes. Cause that's just, that's not, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lottery
1: ticket. And even that, then that's it's what, not, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's like go, you might as well go down to the store and buy some Keno numbers or get a scratch off. Do something like that. You know, you'll get more fun. You'll get to, like, scratch something instead of just, like, click a couple of buttons. But, yeah, I, I think one thing in this game that I would, I would be mindful of is one team gets, like, if we're talking the second or third inning and someone one team has had a big lead, I think both of these offenses are potent enough that maybe the run spread is something you want to take a look at. If it's, you know, pretty wide, that might be a move to, to get the, the, the team that is uh, currently behind at that time, because I think, I don't think that one of these teams will go meekly into the night if we, th- there's a lopsided figure early. So, okay. you know, I think I'm, I'm sort of aware, I'm, I don't have anything else to say. I don't think anyone else wants to listen to anything else. And, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on, uh, on baseball and uh, the inaugural episode of Bad Lion Call, I'm I'm excited for us to uh to keep doing this,
0: and uh, I I think it's a nice little special for um uh, uh what should be two exciting uh wild card games with all all the marbles on the line. Um, I think moving forward we'll kind of get a little bit more into uh college football on a week to week basis. Um, you touched on it a little bit in terms of a a couple picks that you had there, so um. I'll uh, I'll I'll kind of save a few of those uh, for for next time in regards to um, well, what we're feeling for the the upcoming week. But no, I think that was a great great first start.
1: Um, thank you, Sosa. Any any closing takes for you? Thank you, thank you. None. Uh, I, I I I say stick with us to NBA season. That's where we're really going to shine, I think. And that's that is right around the corner. We'll have some NBA takes, maybe some NBA futures soon. That could be fun. Uh, Want to talk about the changed NBA landscape and uh, you know talk about the Boston Celtics and you know the hopes and dreams that they inspire within us. But no, I I'm I'm glad we're doing this and I hope you have a wonderful uh, start to your week. I agree. All right. Cheers.